I'm sure glad today that he never asked me to give an account for all the things he does for me. Because it would be so hard for me to begin to even to write them down, the things that he has done in my life. As this song says repeatedly, didn't I do this, didn't I do that? Not one time, but many. Amen. Today, if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in several places. Uh, last night, the Lord began to deal with me on this message. And I actually, I, I don't know that I've ever <laughs> discussed with Cana uh, something that I was going to preach. But I was just so bubbling over last night on the couch. Uh, my message today was spilling over, and she just had she was trying to clean and she was trying to do things, and and uh, I really didn't know if she was paying attention to me or not. Amen. Me and her was just kind of having church at the house there. Uh, but I want to speak to you today, if the Lord permits, on faith. Uh, it seems that our messages this morning, uh, and the Lord is wanting us to gain and get more faith. Amen. In Him. And trust him more. Teresa, if you would take us to James chapter 1. We're going to start there, and I, I'm probably going to work you so much today that uh, uh, you, you're probably going to be up here with me and probably even talk mean to me, but that's all right. Amen. But we're going to work you today. So, James chapter 1, uh, starting at verse 2, it says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience. Have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any man, now listen, I want you to I want you to let this verse sink into you. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Let me hear you say this today. It will be given him. Amen. He didn't say it might, it could, it should. He said, if you ask. Amen. And you are sincere. See, there's the difference. A lot of people ask a myth. They just talk to me. You ever, you ever been around people that just rattle and rattle and rattle? You think, where's this conversation going? Amen. Would you hurry up and just say what you got on your mind? Amen. There's some people, amen, that I can look down and I see them on my phone and I think, oh, Lord, I don't know whether I ought to answer this or not. Because if I answer this, I'm going to be bound up for an hour. And, 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 and it's something that they could have told me in a, a half a minute if they would just told me. Amen. But listen to what he said. But let him ask in what? In faith. With no doubting. For he who doubts it's like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Now, all of us have been to the ocean and we've seen what the waves can do. Amen. But listen to what he said. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Not some of his ways. Not just in his religious ways. Not just in his work way, but the Bible says he's unstable in all his ways. Amen? Now I want you to listen today how important it is to have faith. 
Uh, and this jumped out just literally. I'm telling you, it jumped off the page last night at me. And, and I've preached this message. I've preached this text of Scripture many, many times over the 30-some years I've been in behind the pulpit. Many times I have preached it. But I never quite saw it in this one word. The Bible says that there was a certain woman one day while Jesus was on the way to Jairus' house to heal his daughter. The Bible says that there was a woman that had an issue of blood problem for 12 long years. And the Bible says that she said within herself, now, first of all, let me tell you something. If you ever get anything from God, amen, you're going to have to talk it over with yourself and say, I am going to believe, amen. I'm not going to doubt. I'm not going to give any room for doubt. I'm not going to give any room, amen. But the Bible says that this woman said within herself. In other words, there was nobody there to talk her into it. There was nobody there that said you should do this or you shouldn't do that. But the Bible says for 12 years this woman, amen, rather grew worse with this illness and the physicians took all the money that she had, but the Bible says she rather grew worse, amen. So this woman got to the point in her life, amen, that she had nothing to lose, amen. What are you saying, preacher? If you know anything about this woman, amen, and, and, and her cause and her sickness, she was unclean. You couldn't even sit where she had sinned. Amen. The Bible says that it was unlawful. It was against the law for her to be in public. She was not to be around where people could touch her clothes or, or touch her. Amen. Kind of like what we consider COVID today, ain't it? Uh, or AIDS. Or some other foul this, uh, uh, sickness that we don't want to be around. But the Bible says that, amen, I, I kind of picture in her mind, I ain't got nothing else to lose. I'm broke, I've done spent all I have, and I've got worse every day, and I'm going to die anyway. So I'm going to get to him, no matter what the cost is. I'm going to touch the garments, amen. I'm going to just reach out and touch him, and I know, listen to what she said, I know if I may but touch his garments, I will be made whole. I will be made whole. And the Bible says as Jesus was walking through this crowd, amen, everybody wanted to touch him. Everybody wanted to get to him. Some maybe had a head cold. Some maybe, amen, just wanted to see what the virtue felt like when it come out of him. Amen. There was The crowd was thronging him. And the Bible says that while he was walking, amen, as this woman's face reached out to him, it stopped him. Then the Bible says he looked at Peter and he looked at James and John and the apostles. He said, who touched me? Well, I can imagine Peter knowing him with that big mouth he had sometimes. He probably said, Lord, what are you talking about who touched you? Everybody's touching you. Everybody's pushing through us. Everybody's trying to just get at you or, 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 or look at you or see you or some way or another touch your body. Jesus said, no, no, no. Who touched me? Somebody. In other words, somebody has drawn something out of me. Let me tell you something. What I'm trying to get you to understand today, and listen, I love this story because as I was reading it last night, and I'm going to take you on down to it. Amen. There's something about faith that we haven't, we've missed over the years. Now Jesus did not say, listen to what he said in the 34th verse. When he finally found this woman, made eye contact with her, and she was trembling and shaking because, listen, she was going to receive that healing if it even costed her her life. She was determined that she wanted to be healed. 
And this is what the Bible says. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened in her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. Now I imagine... <laughs> I imagine that Jairus is probably standing there like, my daughter's dying, Jesus. I really need us to move on. Uh, she, she's probably going to die even before we get her. She's in really critical condition. She's real. Can we move on? But Jesus did not get in no hurry. How many of you know that God moves on God's time? God don't move on your emotions. God don't move on your tears. God moves on your Faith. This is what he said, and I love this. It opened a whole different book, a category for me last night. And I've been digging for hours this morning in my office looking at all the things of faith. I Googled it. I Googled it. And you know there's over a hundred scriptures pertaining to faith according, and it actually said according According to thy faith. There's a hundred scriptures in the Bible that is in regards to according to your faith. That's what Jesus said. Where are you at, Steve? I'm sorry? Where are you at? I'm in Mark's gospel. <coughs> Mark chapter 5. And listen, but the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and <coughs> fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, now, I know y'all ain't going to swallow this, so I need you to get you some water with it. Amen. He said, daughter, your faith has made you well. Now, he did not say that I have made you well. He didn't say God has healed you. Now, listen to what the Lord told me last night. He said, daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. It's made you well. Go in peace. And be healed of your afflictions. What are you saying today? I'm telling you, amen, that you need to understand those that are praying for healing, those that are praying for jobs, those that are praying for things. God has already done all He's doing. The rest of it is up to you. What do you mean, preacher? What do you mean? God has done settled all that He's done at Calvary, amen, even for your sins, even for your salvation. God's done, done all He's doing. The rest of it is up to you to believe and to have faith. Well, preacher, how do I get that kind of faith? How do I muster up that faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Your faith can be increased and your faith can be decreased. See, how important it is. Listen to what Hebrews said. Hebrews said faith comes by hearing, not heard. Hearing, meaning, hey man, the world is going to vacuum. The world is going to suck your faith out every day. So you've got to renew your faith. You've got to keep putting it in. Keep putting it in. And what happens when you run up to a situation, when you run up to a problem, when you run up to a condition? The Bible says the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak, and you will speak the word. And the word will come out against whatever is ailing you. The Bible says there was two blind men following Jesus all the time saying, Son of David, heal us. Make us whole. Amen. We, we know you could do it if you would. And you know what Jesus said? Do you believe? That's what he said. Do you believe? How critical is it that you believe? 
How critical is it that you don't only hear, but that you believe? You, you know, it, it's like salvation. You can hear salvation, the message, for a hundred years. But until you believe in your heart, until you confess with your mouth, you're going to die lost. Because James said it ain't the hearer of the word that is justified, but it is the doer of the word. See, there's, there's all kinds of hindrances in this world that will hinder your faith. Let me show you something. I, I, I love this. But the Bible says that David come down to feed, uh, bring some food to his brothers one day and there was a roar going on and Goliath was down in the battle or down in the valley and he was mocking God's people. Amen. And David said, Who is that? Who is that uncircumcised Philistine that mocks the armies of God like this? And y'all heard me preach this. The brothers of David began to say, David, go home. Shut up. Don't ask no more questions. I know you. You're busy. Shut up. Go home. Go home. Go home. Go home. David said, no, I'm not going home. Who is that? Well, that's a, one of the Philistine giants. One of the mighty men of None of us can stand up again. David began to reminisce. David began to think about the Lord helping him deliver one of the lambs out of the bear's claw and out of the lion's claw. And David said, you know what? I can do this. I can do this. Now, I want to show you something here. There, there's a really important part of this. The Bible says that when he finally talked Saul into letting him go, Saul said, okay, but here's what you got to do. Now, I want to show you about a hindrance. Saul said, you can do it, but you've got to put my armor on. You've got to put my armor on. Well, they put it on him, and here stood this little ruddy feller, trembling, weak knee. I can't even hold this up. I can't fight in this. I can't even move in this. Amen. It's a hindrance of faith. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to help you to understand that whenever you try to get involved with your thoughts, your carnality mind, amen, you're already defeating what God wants to do through you. Well, I can, and, and, and Saul said, hey, look, I'm going to put my, and David said, I can't move it. In other words, Travis, what he's saying, it don't take no faith. I can't do it. What I need to do is just come down to what God told me to do, what God's put on my heart to do. And God's telling me to take a sling and a rock. And I can imagine all the ones around him, a sling? You're going to take a sling against this giant? This leaf! I think, you know what we've got to do sometimes? You know what we have to do? Sometimes in this life, we're just going to shake the world up and say, just leave me alone and let me just trust God in this. Let me just hear God. I, I, don't, want, I, I, I don't need all of the... the, the uh, the preachers to tell me. I don't need all of, uh, of the scholars. I don't need all the books I've read. I just need to hear from God. I just need to walk by faith here. I, I just need to step. I can't see. I just need to, I got to take a step out. Do you know that we, without faith, hinder? Now listen to me. We hinder God's plans. We hinder. The Bible says that Jesus... While he was going to Jairus' house, he got there, amen, and then you know, look at what happened. Uh, circumstances came here. People were going, Jairus, Jairus, no need to bother the teacher no more. No need to bother the master. She's already dead. She died. And I can imagine Jairus is probably thinking, oh, if we would have just 
if that woman would have just left us alone. I was on my way with him. I could have got here with him. Amen. And then the circumstances looked up. Well, all the time they could do. And Jesus looked over where Jesus is. What happened? What did the world do? They began to laugh. Read it. I'm not making a story. They began to laugh at him. They began to mock him. We know she's dead. Jesus. After what Jesus says, she's dead. We watched her read her last prayer. And I want you to see what the very important part of this message is. When Jesus went into the house where he was at, the Bible says he put everybody you know what you're going to have to do if you're ever going to get your miracle from God? You know what you're going to have to do, amen, if you're going to walk by faith and not by sight, amen? You're going to have to push out everything that comes against faith in you. Got to go. What are you talking about, preacher? Well, my back's hurting. I can't push pain out. You push pain out. I'm not, I don't care if you're hurting your heel. I don't care if you, the doctor says you've got two weeks to live. You ain't going to Jesus says you're going See, that's why faith comes. When David got down there, amen, and that Goliath was looking at him, mocking him, and laughing at him, and, 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 and what I'm trying to think the circumstances, the condition. Goliath's looking at him and says, You're the best in Israel's God. <laughs> You're all that's come against me out of all of Israel's mighty army. They send you. See, David was not looking at this giant. David was looking for an opportunity to please God. See, that's what faith does. David wanted, he wasn't, he wasn't worried about becoming a king, Travis. He wasn't worried about impressing Saul. And he definitely wasn't worried about what his brothers thought. So, see, that's why we don't get the word with God because we're so concerned about what everybody else thinks instead of what the one who's going to perform, perform the miracle. That's who we need to be concerned with, who and what. Not what everybody else thinks. When David is looking at his enemy, when David is looking at the task, when David is looking at the challenge, eyeball to eyeball, he says, you... And I can see him keeping his distance, you know. But you've got to do a little research and find out that, that spear that Goliath had, hey, most men couldn't even carry it in back. It was so heavy. So David said, you know what? I'm not getting close enough to the circumstances to let it talk to me. I'm not, you know, we need to do that. We need to say, you know what? Yeah, I hear you, but I, I'm not getting close enough to let you in, in, get in, mingled in to me. Uh -huh. David looked at him and said, Hey, you come to me with a spear and sword, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. See, there's this. See, wait, 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 now. What I'm trying to get you to understand today, in whatever situation that you're fighting, whatever situation that you're facing, whatever is coming up against you, you need to talk to your problem, amen, and say, I come against you in the name of the Lord. Not according to my wisdom, 
Not according to my thoughts. Not according. I am coming against you in what thus saith the word of the Lord. Why did Jesus? You ever notice why Jesus, when he talked to the devil, he never carried on coming? He always said, It is written. It is written. It is written. Do you know what is written? Do you have it on the inside of you? That when your mouth opens up, what is written comes out instead of what you think or what you should, what you want to say? See, David didn't offer to Goliath his opinion. And when everybody else was mocking him and everybody else was belittling him, telling him, you ruddy, ruddy. The Bible says he was ruddy. In other words, puny. He didn't look like a soldier. He was a little ruddy boy. And everybody else was going, and, and, and you know, I can imagine the ridicule that his brothers was getting that day. You know this is really going to look bad on you all if David goes down there and does this. I mean, he ain't even a soldier. Here you boys are in Saul's army, and none of you all won't take on the challenge. And I could see their eyebrows going down. <coughs> Go home. Go back and tend the sheep. Nah. I think that's it. Nah. I see opportunity here. I see an opportunity to do something for my God. I wonder how many of us look at life like that. I see an opportunity here. Boy walked over to me Friday. We was trying to work on a piece of equipment, getting up on the truck. It was halfway on the truck, halfway off, and it was another one of our drivers. He kept looking around to see who here. He walked up to him and he said, Mr. Steve? And when he said it, I heard his voice break. And I turned around and I had a wrench in my hand and I said, yeah. I need you to pray for me and my wife. He said, we're having a small trouble right now. I said, yes, sir. I thumped that wrench down like that. My boss was standing behind me. He walked away with his head down. I grabbed my hat off, and I stood there at the tower and started praying. I didn't care if the boss liked it or not liked it. I didn't care who's seen amen. I saw an opportunity to enter into the throne for this brother. Amen. I don't even know if he's Christian or not. Amen. But he had enough confidence in my walk with the Lord that he came and said, will you pray for me and my wife? See, it was an opportunity, Travis. See, I didn't give room for the devil to say, you're going to do it right here, stupid, right in front of everybody. You're going to do it right here at the truck. You're going to do it in front of your boss. I didn't care who was there. I didn't care if Gregory Pope himself was standing there. I was going to pray for this man. He just asked me to pray for him. See, we've got to take opportunity. When God presents it to us. Listen, this little moment. She said, I'm going to touch you. But I know that if I touch you. Now, somebody might hit me with a rock. And somebody might grab me by the hair of the head. And somebody might even put a boot or a sandal in my rib cage. But I'm going to touch him. <laughs> what are you trying to do that? This is the kind of faith that moves God. That you're willing to suffer the afflictions. 
to please God. I'm, I'm going to touch it. I'm going to touch it. I would to God in our closing, amen. I, I didn't intend to preach this much, but I would to God that when we come in this little building and we sit down, we, we get this attitude. I'm going to praise the Lord today. I'm going to, I don't care what, I don't care what the world thinks. I don't care what anybody sits inside of me thinks. I don't care what anybody behind me thinks. I have come to praise the Lord. I'm going to praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord has been so good to me. I'm going to praise Him. I'm going to praise Him. I don't care if my head's hurting. I don't care if my back's hurting. I don't care if my head's hurting. I'm going to praise the Lord today. I'm going to reach out and I'm going to touch Him when He passes by. Amen. I'm going to touch Him. When we take that mentality, when we move upon that kind of faith, when we don't come to see what anybody can do for us, but we come to see what we can do for others, including Jesus. Including Jesus. See, when I come here this morning, I said, Lord, this is my mentality. I, I, I stopped watching the empty seats. I, I quit that mess. That mess will discourage you. That mess will weaken a pastor. That, that mess will start causing the pastor to think, well, I ain't doing something matter, or my church won't be empty enough. You know, and he, he, what he tries to do, he tries to get your focus off of what God wants you to do that day. So now I come in, I say, Lord, if there's two or three, and I brought Cana, so I know there's two of us. <laughs> so if, if there's two or three are gathered in your neck, you're going to be there. So I'm coming to see you. I don't care who else shows up. If they ever want to say, home, watch Mickey Mouse, they say, home, watch Mickey Mouse. I'll come to you, Jesus. I want to see what you're going to do today. I want to touch you. I want to be touched by you. Amen. I want to hear you. And you know what David said? David said, God is. He says, why don't you taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. Taste and see. All right. Listen, all I'm trying to do today, and all the Lord's wanting me to do is increase your faith. Listen, we're offering this for you. We've got Bible study on Sunday night. We've got Bible study on Monday night. We've got Bible study on Wednesday night. We have Bible study here on Thursday night. And we have Bible study on Friday night. The only night I don't have it is on Tuesday. And the only reason that I ain't got a chair on Tuesday is I'm helping Grace Ministers right now on Tuesday. And if I get released from that and God releases me from that, we're going to have church on Tuesday night. So y'all better be careful. Amen. <laughs> I told Travis on the phone, I said, you know, the devil wanted me to shut this church down. He wanted me to close the door to me. And I said, when the Holy Spirit showed me what he wanted me to do, you know, I was splitting and spluttering. How many of you ever had an old motorcycle or an old car with a carburetor? And it's a split called carbon would get in there. And sometimes you've got to lay your foot on it. Huh? And you look through the mirror and soot's blowing everywhere. Amen. Daddy used to say, blow the sun out of the sun. It'll be all right. Hold her over. But you know what I told the devil? I said, all right, I'm going to show you something. Just for you trying to make me shut my door to my church, I'm going to open it five nights a week. We're going to have Bible study today, but one or two of us coming. We're going to open this thing up. We're going to blow the carpet out of it. We're going to blow it out. Blow the sun. Amen. And i got news for you. Christy, honey, it's your blessing. It, it ain't by coincidence you've been sick. You know what? We've been bragging on you on how good you've been coming and how good you've been getting in the Word and how much Word is getting in you. That's why the devil's raised up a standard against you. Yeah. I don't believe in coincidence. That's a bunch of junk. Coincidence. I believe in mercy and grace. That's what I believe in. I believe that that, that, that the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. Amen.
Amen. You're not where you're at right now because God has forsaken you. No, you're right where you're at because God wants to do a work. He wants to do a miracle. And God wants to do a testimony through you. Yeah. I believe that. All right. Baby, come and get me a song. Let's close this thing down. But just for the record, I could preach another hour. <laughs> Amen. I'm telling you, I'm full of the agents coming out of my ears right now. Amen. But what I want you to understand, anytime you're trying to move forward for God, there's going to be some resistance. And if there ain't, you better be checking what you're doing. Because you ain't doing something that's upsetting hell. And you ain't doing something that's upsetting the devil. I want to upset the devil. Amen. I want to upset hell. I want to be on the football field. I want, I want to hit hell and say, man, I don't want to be on the sideline watching the game. I want to be in there. I want to feel the bruises. Amen. Right, Mike? Ain't no, ain't no joy, no nothing getting on the sideline or the bubble. People started looking at me crazy here at this church because I said, you been in any battles? Oh, preacher, the devil brought me so hard. And I started saying, hey, you made it pretty so hard. And they started looking at me like, what's wrong with you, Pastor? I just told you the devil hit me today. I know, amen. Glory to God. What's wrong with you, Pastor? You lost your mind. No, it means you're out on the battlefield. It means you're doing something for the movement of God. You're doing something for the building of God's kingdom. And if you are, you're going to feel opposition. You're going to get some bruises. You're going to get some lacerations. You're going to get some cuts. Hey, man, don't come to me wanting me to feel sorry for you when things are happening wrong in your life. Bless God, I'll praise the Lord on you. I'll shout the glory down. Why? Because I'm peculiar. Amen. I'm a nut. <laughs> but I'm hanging on the right tree. <laughs> yes, I am. Stand with us. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Tanya, you both sing, or I'm going to put you up there. <laughs>